To really appreciate this gospel we just read, we have to see it in light of John chapter 15, when Jesus speaks to them of that beautiful parable of the vine and the branches. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is a vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. And then he invokes him over and over again to remain in him as he remains in the Father. He's thinking, there's nothing easier in life than falling in love. That's, that's why they call it falling. Right? It's, it's pretty passive. It's something that happens to us whether we like it or not. It's a whole different matter to remain in love. It's no longer something that just happens to us. You don't just remain together for 50 years in a marriage. You don't just remain together faithful to your vows as a priest or a nun throughout your life. That's where your true heart comes into play because you have to suffer. There's not a lot of suffering involved with falling in love. It's something that very, feels very good. It's when we have to remain in love. That's where the pain enters in. You know, one, I was on my big kick on talking about masculinity a lot, and I, I enjoyed it, and I was learning a lot, and I was studying different theories of anthropology and psychology and history to understand the essence of masculinity in, in certain contexts. It wasn't always just taken straight from the Bible. And as I was listing all these virtues on what it means to be a man and to be a husband, I was talking to my spiritual director once, and he said, has anything you read told you anything about suffering, about a real man suffering. I couldn't believe it, but with months and months of a lot of hours in study, not one time did it come up that a true man is a man who's willing to suffer for his loved ones. And that's really the essence of masculinity. It's the essence of being a disciple of Christ. It's being willing to suffer for the one that you love. Woody Allen, who I don't usually recommend people to read or watch, he has this really interesting quote on love. And he's a man who's just from a purely anthropological point of view, studies human nature a lot, without faith. But this is what he says. To love is to suffer. To avoid suffering, one must not love. But then one suffers from not loving. Therefore, to love is to suffer, not to love is to suffer. To suffer is to suffer. To be happy is to love. To be happy then is to suffer. But suffering makes one unhappy. Therefore, to be happy, one must love or love to suffer or suffer from too much happiness. That's the paradox of love. It's like love and suffering go hand in hand. And that's why the greatest gift of Christianity, what Christ teaches us, is something you don't find anywhere else in any other logic or religion in this world. That to truly love means to suffer for the one you give your life to. Over and over again, to stay in the pain of love. And it never just ends there. Because when we give our heart to love, in reality, in the vocation we've, we've been given in life and chosen, that's where we actually find the deepest joy. 
And that's why there's such a restlessness in the same age of people who are denying to commit themselves in love. Because there's pieces of our personality, of our heart, of our consciousness that can only be awakened through the suffering that comes with love. That is why our call is to remain in love. I was just talking to a seminarian before, or not a seminarian, it's someone who's discerning the priesthood. And he said that he had given up for a long time because his parents said they would disown him in college and would cut off all his money if he went into the Catholic priesthood. And their reasoning, these, were, these weren't Protestants or atheists, these were practicing Catholics. And they said, the church exists in faith of the people. You can do your rosaries, you can go to mass, that's the real Catholic church. It's not the hierarchy. We don't want you a part of the hierarchy because the hierarchy is corrupt. So what they did, in order to protect their hearts from the suffering that comes with belonging to the Catholic Church, is to separate themselves from it. Part of even being a Catholic, and this is what we talked about, to go into the priesthood, to, be, to call yourself a Catholic in these times, means to love her so much that you take the sufferings that come with being a Catholic upon ourselves. We take the pain upon ourselves. The reason people separate themselves from others, from the church, is really because we're afraid of suffering. Maybe that's why Christ's final words just before he went to the cross was, remain in me, stay with me. We're going to the cross. It's going to be painful. You're going to suffer. But stay with me because it will lead to joy. It will break open your heart and reveal to you your deepest self. So with that, I'll end with a poem I've always thought was quite revealing on the true nature, I think, of love. When love beckons to you, follow him though his ways are hard and steep, and when his wings enfold you, yield to him, though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you, and when he speaks to you, believe in him, though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends to your heights and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so, how, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. Like sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your husk. He grinds you to whiteness. He kneads you until you are pliant. And then he assigns you to his sacred fire, that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you, that you may know the secrets of your heart, and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you would seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you cover your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you shall laugh, but not all your laughter, and weep, 
but not all your tears. Love gives not but itself and takes nothing but from itself. Love possesses not nor would it be possessed, for love is sufficient unto love. Love has no other desire to fulfill itself. But if you love and must needs have desires, let these be your desires, to melt and to be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night, to know the pain of too much tenderness, to be wounded by your own understanding of love, and to bleed willingly and joyfully, to wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving, to rest at the noon hour and meditate on love's ecstasy, to return home at evening with gratitude, and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips. <laughs>